Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, it's the Jeff Fidoff Show. I'm Tito Jeff Fidoff. We're presented by BetUS.com. Bet with a three-decade leader. BetUS. Join now for 125% bonus using promo code DSP125. Or 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200 in bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid at BetUS.com. Follow me on Twitter at BetHappens. All right, uh, in the NBA, the news came out on Tuesday that um, Kevin Durant is now staying with the Nets. It's a, it's a win for the Brooklyn Nets. It's a win for the NBA, and I think it's a loss for the Boston Celtics. Let me tell you why. So let's go through the timeline first. June 30th, um, Durant, who was just now starting a four-year, $198 million deal, requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. And then uh, it kind of sat dormant for a while, a little over a month. And then the weekend of like August 6th and 7th, Durant met with Nets ownership and said either fire general manager Sean Marks and head coach Steve Nash or trade me. I don't want to be here if they are. So fire the GM and the head coach or trade me. And then uh, he caught a lot of flack for that, and rightfully so. The, the Nets came out, ownership, and just said, you know what, we're, we're standing by our guys. Uh, basically backed the coaches, didn't fire the coach, the GM, didn't fire Nash or Marks. Uh, Marks today came out with a statement and said that um, he and Nash and talked to the ownership group about Kevin Durant and uh, Durant's agent. And he, this is what Marks said. We have agreed to move forward with our partnership. We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind, build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. Durant last year averaged uh, 29.9 points, 7.4 rebounds, 6.4 assists a game. And now he's back uh, with uh, Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. Let me tell you why I think it's a win. It's a win for the Nets because, look, they get to keep safe base and keep one of the best players on the planet and also rate, uh, retain their head coach and general manager. That's good. That's, that's the win for Brooklyn. Brooklyn has a better chance of winning with Durant, Irving, and uh, Ben Simmons versus any package they would get for Durant. I'm talking about for this year. Now, longer term, three, four years down the road, Jalen Brown would have made more sense uh, for Brooklyn to be competitive. By then, Ty Ruby's going to be gone. Who knows who's going to be going with Ben Simmons as Brown would be. Uh, he's a lot younger than Durant, nine years younger, I believe. So that's why it's a win for the Nets. It's a win for the NBA because uh, an owner and management stood up to a player and – ended up winning that battle. When Durant came out and said that about, look, get rid of the GM and coach or get rid of me, and the Nets said, you know what? We're keeping the GM and the coach. And now Durant backs down and stays with the Nets. And I'm not sure. Back down might not be the right word um, because I don't know what all went in the conversations with that. Maybe there were other concessions made. 
But the fact that Durant put that ultimatum out there and it didn't happen and he's still with the team, that right there tells me it's a win for the NBA that that happens that way. I, I know the, the players rightfully have most of the power, but it's nice to see the ownership and the management sometimes take some of that power back. Now I'll tell you why it's bad for Boston. I know Boston swept the Nets last year. It was, an, it was a weird year for the Nets um, with the Kyrie vaccination situation and then trading Harden and Simmons not playing. So even though the, the Celtics swept the Nets, I'm not convinced the Nets won't give them a, a, a hell of a better fight this year. The reason it hurts the, the Celtics this happening now is because when as soon as the rumors came out that Jalen Brown was being offered for Kevin Durant, and it sounds like those things are true, that Jalen Brown was part of a package the Celtics were offering for Durant, that all of a sudden really damages that relationship between Jalen Brown and the Celtics brass. Um, the Celtics think that Brown's going to leave in a couple years anyway, and so they were trying to be a little proactive in that. But I, unless something changes, I'd have a hard time thinking that this won't result in Jalen Brown leaving at some point, either by his own hand or getting traded. So that's where it's a loss for the Celtics, I think, potentially, depending on how much they – if they can mend this fence, mend this bridge, I should say, whatever, with – with uh, Brown and the organization. And if Jason Tatum could play a role in doing that as well, that'd be huge. The Celtics made some great offseason uh, moves for, to a team that made the NBA Finals last year. And uh, and really, although they lost four games, too, it was a really close series. Um, so we'll see what happens to the Celtics going forward. But that's why I think it could be a loss for the Celtics. All right, professional minor league football starts this weekend. Look, I am I, I love the pageantry. I should say pageantry of college football. I do. I'm a, I love watching college football. But let's just completely blow up the college conferences. I'm a longtime Big Ten fan. Uh, back to when it contained uh, 10 teams and they were just contained in seven states. You know, and I was a huge fan back then. Back when teams, uh, it was a, you know, the Big Ten would send one team to a bowl game. That's all that could go. And you couldn't go to the Rose Bowl in consecutive years for some, for a while. They had that rule in place as well. Um, the champion wasn't crowned uh, on the field. It was voted on by sports writers most of the time. Teams were allowed to be on national TV like twice a year. So, anyways, if they cheated, if a team cheated and got banned from TV, it also hurt the team they were going to play on national TV because then that team couldn't play them on national TV. Weird rules. Nonetheless, and this is not a get-off-my-lawn moment. Uh, but the the college football game, the amateur game you thought you had from way back when, the ones your dad watched, your parents watched, your grandparents watched, that is dead. That is gone. This is this for a long time. It, well, now it's above board professional minor league football. Before that, it was just there was a lot of shady things going on. But this is nothing less than professional minor league football when it comes to big-time college football. Um, that's where we're at. That college football before is dead. The aura of any type of, like, root, root, root for the home team, my alma mater, that kind of stuff, a lot of that's gone now. It's all about it's all about rooting for these minor league professional teams. Look, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, those are football factories, Michigan even. Uh, USC's going to get back that way. Texas, Oklahoma, um, you know, Clemson. These are Penn State. These are football factories. School is a very small part of this. And so, and that's okay. Like I say, this is not a get off my lawn moment. Money exposures for, exposure for conferences 
and money and getting NFL money for the players, that's really what this is all about. It's about money and winning for teams. It's not so much about scholastics. It's not about the academic side of this. And this should be nothing new, but that's where we're at in college football. So since we're going to do that, look, the Big Ten now is going to have 16 teams in 12 states. It's going coast to coast. Let's just blow up these conferences. Let's just start over with conferences. Let's take the best 60 teams and make like um, either make six, I'm sorry, make three 20 team conferences with 10 team divisions. And let's just figure it out that way, get the playoff and all that. Let's stop acting like the tradition of the Big Ten is something that we can't mess with or the tradition of the SEC or the Pac 8, 10, 12, whatever it's going to be. There's that tradition, all that stuff is out the window. It's all gone. So let's just do that. Uh, the top, you know, you play you play seven or eight division games, whatever, every year, a couple of non-division games, and figure it out that way. But I'm not here to protect the so-called rivalries that aren't rivalries anymore. Do what makes the most sense for the sport. You can't act like it's go out there and win one for the Gipper. Because it's not that anymore. Right now it is. The reality is win one for the jackpot. Win one for the conference, for the um, for the money coming in. It's not so much about any of those other things we talk about with, uh, you know, the, the, the old college traditions. It's fun to pretend, but it's not that way anymore in big-time college football. I'm not telling – look, Army-Navy, yep, I'll get chills. Watch Army-Navy. That is different. That's a different thing. Division two and Division three college football, that's a different thing. I'm talking about big-time college football at the highest level. That That is minor league professional football. That's it for today's uh, Jeff Fidoff Show. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter. That's it happens. And, again, go to BetUS.com. You know, DSP125 will get you 125% bonus. 200% bonus of crypto using promo code DSP200. You bet, you win, you get paid at BetUS.com. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.